you're looking here at risk factors for a urethral stricture after a particular kind of brachytherapy. Uh, you're looking specifically at image-guided adaptive brachytherapy. Can, can you first of all tell me about the importance of this particular modality in the treatment of patients, in this case, with cervical cancer? Yes, I can. Um, first of all, um, brachytherapy has been used for many years in the treatment of uh, cervical cancer. And um, previously, um, the dose was prescribed to a point in relation to the applicator, in relation to this tool that you insert inside the patient and that you, you deliver the radiotherapy through. Um, and this point is named point A. Uh, these days, uh, things have changed because you use more imaging for the dose planning and for the, for the delivery of brachytherapy. Uh, this actually means that here in Europe, we uh, do MRI scan uh, with the applicator, with the machine inside the patient, and then... Um, on the MRI, we contour the tumor and the organs at risk. And after that, we do dose planning where we are sure that we deliver the dose to the whole tumor and avoid the organs at risk. Right, now that obviously is an ideal situation. But in your study, you're looking specifically at locally advanced cervical cancer. Can you tell me what, in fact, you were trying to achieve? We know for sure that the image-guided adaptive brachytherapy is associated with an improved local control and also improved survival and reduced morbidity. But we also know that urethral stricture is a rare complication to, to brachytherapy. And for example, we know from, from uh, a retrospective American study that the, the five-year risk for urethral strictures um, following brachytherapy is around 1%. Uh, and what we wanted to do with this study was to see if uh, Patients that had image-guided adaptive brachytherapy had the same rich risk for urethral stricture because actually uh, what uh, people have been wondering about is that uh, image-guided adaptive brachytherapy may be associated with increased risk because you deliver the dose differently. Right, so standard brachytherapy has a certain complication mm. rate, but there was a worry about this more refined mm. technique actually increasing that. And um, how did you investigate that? Well, um, here in Europe we have two uh, big uh, studies uh, on um, image-guided adaptive brachytherapy in, in cervical cancer. One study is an older study called the Retro-Embrace study, and then we have a newer study called the Embrace study, uh, which is a prospective uh, registration study. And what we basically, basically did for, 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 for this study that I presented yesterday is that we um, looked at the whole population from the Retro-Embrace study and also the Embrace study patients, which in total in the updated analysis was 1,850 patients. And what we then did was uh, we looked and analyzed all the urethral strictures, and we focused on those strictures that were severe or life-threatening. And uh, what we were able to show in the updated uh, analysis uh, um, was that uh, we had a total of 32 patients that actually had severe to life-threatening strictures after, after image-guided adaptive brachytherapy. And uh, if you're going to translate this into actuarial numbers and, for example, compare with the American study, uh, the percentage that we got was similar. I just want to make an aside now. Did you, this was a comparison between the new technique and the mm. traditional technique, was with, it? With the American study, yes. Using oh, so historical and controls, and basically. Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
so you have effectively historical controls, but mm. how do these new data stack up to those historical controls? Because they're not strictly comparable, are they? No, they are, and, and, and that's a very important point, that you should be very careful when you compare to historical controls. Because, for example, um, the stage in the historic cohort might the state stage distribution in the historic cohort might be different compared to the distrib- state distribution uh, in, 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 for example, our new cohort of patients. And, and um, if I'm just going to finish up about this comparison with this American study, then uh, we know that in this older study uh, it was only limited stage patients that were treated um, with brachytherapy. In our study we have more patients with advanced stage disease. So, so what we did in our study is that we, we looked at the risk factors for, for urethral stricture. And what we found when we, for example, analyzed stage and also baseline hydronephrosis, we found that those patients that were in, 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 in our study that had uh, the low stages, they also had a very, very low risk for urethral stricture, which was approximately 1% at five years. And that's exactly the same number as we have from the American studies. Right. And you mentioned hydronephrosis, which of course is a factor. Where does that come in? Well, hypernephrosis, that's just uh, one of the baseline characteristics that we examined in in the study population. And it basically means that that you have a tumor that pushes some pressure on the urethra so that the urine has difficulty in passing uh, on its way to the bladder. What does it mean clinically when you're looking at a decision of whether to use this new image-guided technique uh, or not? Yeah, actually, it, 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 it doesn't mean anything clinically, but, but, but uh, what we found that we know that hydronephrosis is associated with, with advanced stage disease, and uh, what we also found was that those patients that had hydronephrosis at baseline, they also had a very much increased risk of a brown 11.5% for severe to life-threatening urethral strictures afterwards. Right. So now, can you unpick, though, some of this for me? Because mm-hmm. there is a clinical message in here, isn't there, yeah. about your new image-guided technique. What are your conclusions? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think our main conclusion is that um, because it has been worried that, that the, the interstitial needles that we use in, in image-guided adaptive brachytherapy may be associated with increased risk for, for urethral strictures. But what we actually found in, in this study was that uh, we did not in, in our analysis and of risk factors we did not find any association to, to, to the technique that was used uh, for, for, for the brachytherapy so we did not find any uh, impact of the needles um, in, 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 in the, the subsequent uh, urethral strictures but what we found that was that the advanced stage and baseline hydronephrosis were associated to, to, to risk for re- urethral strictures When you eliminate those variables, though, is it true to say that your image-guided technique is as safe as the traditional technique? Yes, it is as safe as uh, a traditional technique. And uh, we also know from other studies uh, that that when you look at other morbidities, it is reduced compared to to, to older techniques. And, and, And finally, what's also very important is that the local control rate and the survival um, associated with image-guided brachytherapy is improved, increased, which means that that, 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 uh, when you look at the total outcome, not only morbidity, but also survival, then uh, there is an advantage of uh, modern image-guided adaptive brachytherapy. And that's statistically been demonstrated, has it? It has been demonstrated in other studies, uh, but, but, but not in the one that uh, I presented yesterday, that because it was only on the urethral strictures. So what's the bottom line of your own structure? Sorry. 
What's the bottom line of your own study then, as far as doctors are concerned? What would you say to them about your findings now and how these could be applied? Yes, I think our findings show that the, the risk for severe to life-threatening strictures are very low in, in, in all the patients with limited stage disease. Uh, those patients that you have to take care about is those that uh, have advanced stage disease with baseline hydronephrosis uh, because they pose a higher risk for, for later urethral stricture. So um, first of all, they have to be informed about this. And then I think the study also shows that uh, we need to, to, to do more research and we need to focus on this group of patients and, and, and maybe try, for example, to, to introduce better imaging um, in the patients in order to maybe decrease the dose to the ureters uh, without compromising the dose to uh, the tumour. What is this telling us overall then in terms of how favourable it is to use brachytherapy and specifically this image-guided brachytherapy? Well, it tells us that, that uh, the risk for, for strictures is, it, it is low and, uh, and, and it should not, um, you should not be too worried about it in the majority of the patients. But, but those that have the high risk for urethral strictures, they should be informed and, um, and, and, and you should also... Um, Pay, this, uh, pay special attention to these patients during follow-up. And when you're dealing with locally advanced cervical cancer, um, what's the competition, so to speak, other than uh, this form of brachytherapy? Uh, other other, uh, other treatments? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, actually, radiotherapy in general is the only treatment uh, option for advanced stage disease uh, because we know from literature that, that, that uh, if you have a patient with a, an advanced tumour, then you should treat her with, with uh, external beam radiotherapy and brachytherapy and concomitant chemotherapy. So, so, so actually what we have shown here is that, that with, with new technologies, uh, with modern brachytherapy, we have improved the uh, outcome and, 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 and as our data have shown, uh, reduced um, or at least uh, reduced um, toxicity. And because of the lack of options for treating these patients, then you would hardly be put off the, the uh, idea of using your therapy because of the risk of stricture, would you? No, definitely not. But I think uh, with all this research that we do in image-guided uh, adaptive brachytherapy, actually we aim to, to improve the treatment for the, for the patients. And, and uh, this study, um, or sub-study, is only a one small step um, for this strategy. So how would you sum up in a few words the take-home message coming out of the study that you've been reporting here in Barcelona? Mm, I think the take-home message is, is that, that for, for a majority of the patients, those that have uh, uh, less advanced disease, um, urethral stricture is a very rare complication. Um, and, and, and then another take-home and also very important take-home message is that for those patients that have advanced stage disease, they have a risk for urethral strictures. And in the updated analysis, we showed that those that had baseline hydronephrosis had a five-year risk for urethral stricture of approximately 11.5%. So th this has to be remembered. So uh, overall, have you made significant improvements then by this sort of steady progress mm. and, and, and how would you quantify it? Yeah, I think, I think what we have uh, been able to show with this study is that, that uh, we, have, we have identified the subgroup of patients that poses the highest risk for, 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 for this uh, late effect, for this morbidity.
and 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 then we need to 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 look more into detail uh, in these patients and see how we reduce this risk um, for future treatments and the ultimate prognosis for these women with um, uh, locally advanced cervical cancer what can you tell them now uh, i'm not sure i understand the Sorry. question uh, okay um, what what would you advise doctors to be telling their patients about the possibilities of using this new form of treatment mm. but i think i would i would i would use these data to tell the patient that if she's having a, a non-advanced uh, tumor then i would tell her that her risk for a severe to life-threatening urethral stricture is low and uh, if she have increased risk factors which include baseline hydronephrosis then i would inform her about this risk um, and i would also think about how I could reduce it or at least diagnose it as at an early stage. And what can you tell her about her survival? I think um, the survival, but I did not show that in, in, in this study, but, but we know from other embrace and also from the retro embrace study that survival is good and especially local control is excellent after image-guided adaptive brachytherapy in, in cervical cancer. So overall survival rates could be typically what? Well, it depends on the stage, but, but we know that, uh, for example, when we analyze, um, for example, in my institution, uh, uh, we have our own database, and we know that uh, for all patients, we have a local control rate, which is about uh, 90% in the patients. Um, we also know from the retro-embrace study that was published uh, two years ago that local control rates are excellent. Um, survival rates are, 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 are not as good because some of the patients develop metastatic disease during follow-up. But, but local control is really good with modern radiotherapy. And um, this also tells us, but that's a completely different story, that, that we need to focus on those patients that develop metastasis and, and maybe improve treatment um, in order to reduce uh, the risk for, for, for metastatic disease. Are we telling women then that they're going to have a better life or a longer life or both? I think they will both have a better life and a longer life because they will have less morbidity uh, after, after brachytherapy uh, and they will also have an improved cure rate. Um, okay, yeah, you, you use the word cure. Let, let me I just want to make an aside. So I'm really trying to pin down how long... Uh, is, is this a death sentence, this disease? No, it's no, not. No, so, so I, I think I, maybe, this, maybe my audience know this, but, um, but if you could sum up... Yeah. So typically, how good are the cure rates then? If I should uh, give a... a, 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 a now I need to be careful about what I'm saying, but, but if I should, should come with a, a, a statement regarding the whole patient population, I would say it's around 70-75%. But it really depends upon um, the stage distribution in your patient cohort. So, so yeah. So really, toxicity yeah. is extremely important. Yes, toxicity is extremely important because we know from the studies that we cure more patients, so they have to live with their side effects uh, Oh, I could maybe I could say it different. We have a larger patient population alive, and they have to live longer with the side effects. So that's why it's important not only to um, to focus on cure rates and and local controls, but also focus on morbidity. Yeah, which we did. Thank you very much. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Um, this was. Um, yep. I'll stop the recorder. Is there anything important? Um, 
Uh, and finally, could you tell me what are your thoughts about this question of morbidity as compared with local control and ultimate survival? Yeah. I think uh, it's very important to focus on morbidity and patient-reported uh, outcomes in, in, in studies because... Um, I think things have moved into moved a lot in in, in research on, on 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 in radiotherapy because uh, in the older studies when I was a young doctor I, doctor I think we mainly focused on, on local control and on the on the survival um, but then we realized that. Uh, some patients actually get a lot of morbidity that may compromise or that quite often compromise the quality of life. So, so when you look at the newer studies, as also especially the recent studies, um, more endpoints has been introduced and, and these endpoints um, include morbidity endpoints and also patient-reported outcomes. And I think that's really important for future studies because we have a larger group of uh, cancer survivors and, and of course we should focus on their quality of life. Now, there is a risk that if you use this image-guided adaptive brachytherapy, there is a risk in some of your patients with cervical cancer, and this is a particular group of patients with locally advanced cervical cancer, there's a risk that you might get this complication of stricture, uh, ureteral stricture. What did you make of these results? Are they reassuring? Well, I think they are reassuring because the first thing that the Embrace study wants to do is to try to get a better local control and therefore also survival of these patients. We know that by higher uh, the dose to the cervical tumor, we can get much better outcomes. So what this study has done is just to evaluate while by doing so, we are not having a higher risk of ureteral structure. And actually, this study nicely shows that it is not the case. The risk is there, but is also there with less advanced techniques, which deliver lower dose and have less good outcome. So this is just a very reassuring study. Now, how would you rate image-guided adaptive brachytherapy with any potential alternative treatments for this group of patients? I think that there are studies uh, on population basis that have been showing that indeed brachytherapy is an in, uh, a, a very valuable part of the total treatment of cervical cancer and indeed if you do not use brachytherapy that patients have a worse outcome. So I think that optimizing brachytherapy in cervical cancer is of great value to the patients and if we can further improve the brachytherapy with better outcome and limited risk of uh, negative effects as been shown in this study, this is a very uh, reassuring. I'm Bradley Peters. I'm a radiation oncologist um, with a special um, focus on brachytherapy and working in the Academic Medical Center in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. We've been hearing from Dr. Fokdal about uh, the use of image-guided adaptive brachytherapy. Extremely interesting but different from what has been done before. And there is this risk of ureteral stricture. It's not all that common, but it is a risk. What do you think clinicians should understand now following the data that Dr. Fokdal has given us here? What's your understanding of what he's achieved? Now, you know, the, um, one um, major improvement in the uh, in treatment of cancer patients has been introduction of intercavitary together with interstitial implants. But, however, one of the concerns was that, that quite high doses are given to the ureter. Would this, um, would this follow, be followed by ureteral structure, which can be sometimes severe and make patients quite, um, quite ill? And that has been investigated in this nice study that this... Um, 
this, the, the probability of severe ureter stricture is not so high, not so elevated as our, the concern that we had. Now, if you have patients with uh, cervical cancer, in, uh, as in the EMBRACE study, uh, what do you think is the role of this particular kind of image-guided uh, adaptive brachytherapy? Uh, is it now something that you can consider using? I think this uh, certainly stands of care. Um, these studies and what we know now how to treat uh, cancer patients it has been come, become clear that with image-guided brachytherapy, together with external therapy and chemotherapy that's been given before the brachytherapy, that the, um, the probability to get a local cure and subsequently uh, improve survival has increased uh, dramatically. So this is nowadays a standard care how to proceed treating cervical cancer patients. And in the case of this, the risk of stricture that has been investigated in this paper, what would you say to doctors now about this risk? The risk is low. There is for a certain category of patients in which um, already before therapy, uh, this patient has higher nephrosis, meaning there's a kind of obstruction in the ureter already, and these patients are still at an, a higher risk of eventually developing this ureter stricture, so these patients need to be followed up more carefully. But for the majority of patients that doesn't have higher nephrosis, um, image-guided brachytherapy with interstitial needles is a safe procedure. In some parts of the world, there has been a decline of the use of brachytherapy. What are your thoughts on this, and uh, does this paper, this new research, change views, do you think? There's certainly a decline. I mean, radiation therapy is evolving. There are also new techniques coming, coming on on external beam. And what you see is that some hospitals, some institutes are replacing brachytherapy for other kinds of treatments. And there's a, a, a danger that patients with um, cervical cancer will get um, less well treatment and eventually uh, are less controlled. So... Um, we should warn about not giving brachytherapy to the patients and replace it by other kinds of treatments.